the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. and welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I think Paul and I were going back and forth making my mic live. Yeah, I turned you on. You turned yourself off. So I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay. You don't, just talk. Don't push any lighted buttons in the control room. Exactly. That's why you have a producer. Well, I looked over there. I was like, am I off? Am I on? I can't, can't remember which one I'm supposed to look at, but thank you, Paul. If the red light is on in there, you're on. I'm on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. We're good. Everybody can hear me out there. Oh <laughs> and just a continuation. Of, I I won't use the word hate, but I really dislike technology right now. Despise. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not, just, just, okay. I just don't like technology too much right now. Talk about the outdoors. I don't like Google Chrome. Let's put it that way. Google Chrome is the thorn in my side. But anyway, welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. It is uh, the, the the dog days of summer, Taylor. Uh-huh. It's hot. It's very hot. It's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that is, that is, that is August in South Carolina. And um, we all deal with it. One way or the other, by either staying inside in the air conditioning or getting out there and sweating it out with the rest of them. But yeah, we have had a little running battle with the webcam and it just, ugh. Okay, real quick, Taylor. The the Bassmaster Elite Series is up on uh, the St. Lawrence River out of Waddington, New York. Where's everybody standing right now? So it's day three right now. Keith Combs is sitting in sixth. Greg De Palma in fourth. Scott Canterbury in sixth. No, wait. Where's Scott? Seventh, maybe? Scott was leading when we went to break earlier. Scott's third right now. Okay, all right. Seth Fighter in 12th and Chris Zaldin in second. Some of those people you know. I do. It's pretty funny that neither Brandon Cobb nor Patrick Walters made the cut. It's like, <laughs> I'm sure Brandon, and when we talk to Brandon, we will catch up to him after the after he comes back from Cayuga. Um, we will uh, we'll ask him about it. He'll be funny. He'll, 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 he'll have a good explanation for why. Patrick will be hard on himself. <laughs> Yes, he will. Cobb will just be laughing at himself, which is what what makes them both so fun. They're so different, but both of them are so fun. So, but anyway, let's uh, big event coming up this week in in Greenville. Uh, I'm I don't know exactly how I got on the committee, seeing as I'm such a green member to the Foothills Chapter of Quality Deer Management Association. But I'm on the committee. We've had a couple meetings, and uh, John Stillwell, uh, we we got a good banquet coming up. Absolutely, you're you're on the committee because you said yes. How about that? Where I, but I can't remember what I said yes to. I mean, I like yes, I'm a member, or or yes, I'm here, or. <laughs> That's how we get you, Roger. That's how we get you. <laughs> well, before we get into the banquet here, I got to ask you. You know, we we're talking about how hot it is in South Carolina right now. Deer season is open in zones three and four. Uh, I have That's to ask right. you. I have to ask you because I know you, I know you've been out there. How bad are the mosquitoes? 
And how many gallons are you sweating every afternoon when you sit down in deer stand? I will. I will be honest, Roger. It has been. Uh, it has been really nice. I have. Um, I have not uh, turned on the thermosel the last oh. two evenings. Wow. Um. So it's. Uh. It's been really. You know. It's been pretty dry down sure. here in Orangeburg County where I'm hunting. Sure. Um. So. So I think that's not in the back, and we've had some rainstorms coming through to cool things off a little bit. So it's actually been really nice. Well, okay. Since the the heat and the mosquitoes haven't gotten to you, have you gotten to the deer yet? Well, we've seen some. Oh, yeah. We well, I guess we've um, been, been fortunate enough to harvest uh, two per, two nice bucks on our, okay. our farm uh, the first couple of days. Um, I, I had a nice bachelor group up in the morning that uh, that popped out and uh, had one very one very nice buck mixed in with them that uh, just didn't have enough time to evaluate and make a decision on. But uh, but uh, but it's been good. It's been a good start to the season and uh, and uh, good fellowship with all my crew. So it's been nice. And and, and when you get down to it. A lot of hunting for a lot of us is friendship. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, friendship and um, and passing things on uh, to to the folks who are new to hunting or the next generation is what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, look, Thursday night, uh, August twenty second, now at St. George Greek Orthodox Church, uh, four hundred six North Academy Street, downtown Greenville. We've got our banquet coming up. What are we looking forward to during the banquet? Oh, bro, we've got a great lineup. Uh, as always, uh, the food will be wonderful. Must barbecue catered. It's catered our event for, uh, 10 years now. This yeah. is our 10th anniversary Tenth banquet. So, yep. uh, um, so they do a great job with, uh, with a great spread and, um, uh, live auction raffles, silent auction. Uh, we've got some good live auction items this year. Uh, we've got a couple of dove hunts. Uh, we've got turkey hunts, hog hunts, uh, vacation packages. Um, one thing that's going to be interesting, so we've got, uh, even got, um, uh, a, uh, forestry tilling, uh, uh, service for live auction, yeah. a 380 horsepower tractor that goes through cutover. And, uh, when it's done, it turns, you know, stumps and, and everything else into uh plantable dirt. So uh, in one pass, so I'm <laughs> uh, pretty excited. We're going to have that. We're going to have that big machine there at the banquet. It's going to be there. At, so, yeah. Up close. So. Uh, I'm pretty interested to see how that does and what that's all about. That looks really cool. <laughs> that is that is cool. You know, my horse, my tractor's like 31. So it's like 10 yeah, times yeah, more think, horsepower uh, than that, what I got. This is a whole different beast. This thing's got eight-foot-high tires on it, so it's, it's quite a machine. Holy smoke. Why do we have a banquet every year? Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we use this as our annual banquet. Uh, obviously, it's in support of QDMA's uh, – goals and, and operations as an organization, which includes funding whitetail research uh, and, uh, you know, grants and things along those lines, educational programs and all those things. But but here locally is where people really, you know, that when it comes down to it, that's what people really care about. Right. Uh, the funds the funds that we keep here, uh, we use in several ways. Uh, we use to put on put on our youth hunts. Uh, we do deer, youth deer hunts. We do youth duck hunts. Partner, we partner with the Outdoor Dream Foundation for several years to do a great duck hunt. Okay. Um, and uh, and then also we uh, we do venison donation. Uh, we've uh, we've done our, we've done partnered with Skinner's uh, uh, Processing and Fountain Inn on Highway 418 the past uh, two or three years. And um, annually we uh, we've donated uh, over 2,000 pounds of venison um, that uh, that are used for nutritious meals uh, for folks in our community and. And the funds that we raise from this banquet, uh, that's, that, that's, that's what pays for those type of programs. 
and good programs all, especially the kids thing, the youth and the venison donations. Yep. Be amazed how many meals you will get out of one deer for somebody. Man, you, you know that for that, somebody who folks, can't uh, go to the grocery store and buy beef. How much venison? Right. And it, it's the best right. meat out there. Yeah, it's, it's it's lean, it's nutritious, and um, and uh, those folks that we that, that utilize those that donated venison uh, really do a great job of stretching it a long way to help a lot of folks. And uh, we're we're just pleased to be able to to be a small part of that. Who I know I know none of this runs without sponsors. Uh, any of the any of the sponsorship levels you want to talk about and who's and who's supporting That's- us this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously want to we'll definitely want to give a lot of credit to our event sponsor, uh, Batson and Associates Architects in Greenville. Um, uh, Lewis Batson has been a long, long time supporter of QDMA, uh, and specifically uh, was instrumental in helping get our our uh, Greenville uh, branch started. Uh, so he's uh, he's our event sponsor and is, is a is a great friend of Foothills QDMA. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, a couple of our uh, platinum sponsors. Uh, Palmetto State Armory in Greenville. Uh, they're our uh, they're our gun provider, and also uh, have, uh, have have provided a lot of items for the banquet for the raffle, um, and also uh, uh, Sportsman's Warehouse in Anderson. Um, uh, since they've come on the scene two years ago, uh, have been a big supporter of our branch and and, uh, and a valued uh, valued uh, partner in uh, in putting on this event. So we've got a lot of other corporate sponsors uh, that uh, that step up to, to get corporate tables and support us in that way uh, we certainly appreciate all those folks doing that and um and uh everybody who just attends i mean just just by attending uh you're you're supporting uh you're supporting wildlife you're supporting our hunting heritage and uh and and you can feel good about the utilization of your money and where that's going and what it's being used for because i can assure you that it's, it's uh it's going to things that uh that you can be proud of we're about five days out from the from the banquet. How does somebody get a ticket between now and then, or can they get a ticket at the door? They can get a ticket at the door. Uh, the easiest way to do it is uh, is to buy a ticket online. Okay. Uh, if they go to uh, foothillsqdma.com, uh, there's a link right there on that page to uh, to purchase online tickets. Um, and then we'll uh, we you know, you'll have an email ticket sent to you uh, that we will scan at the event when you come in. Uh, so that'll be your easiest way to get it ahead of time and then uh, not, not stand in line waiting to buy a ticket at the door. So I uh, certainly encourage you to do that. Uh, but but if you if you want to wait and do it at the door, we'll certainly sell you one. Okay. Well, John, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to be here on the show. Look forward to seeing you Thursday night. And, uh, and no, I'm not sorry I'm on the committee. It's been fun so far. Well, we're, we're glad to have you and appreciate uh, appreciate all you're bringing to the table. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday and having a good time. Good enough. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Yep. So Thursday night, St. George Greek Orthodox Church, come on out. Join my branch, the Foothills branch, for a, a cool dinner and a lot of fun stuff that you can use, both for your wives. There could be some wife stuff there. So bring your wives. I might even bring Taylor. Who knows? All right. We're going to take a break. On the other side, going to come back with who knows what. We'll figure something out when we get there. Talk to you on the other side of the break. Turn it up, Taylor. No. 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 Another bar. Every time she says no, another bar, please. Uh... (laughs) Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. If you're uh, 
if you haven't realized by now, Taylor's with me. I am. You are. I am. And we're having a good time. We always we are, have, a good time. have a good time. It started off a little interesting with the whole Facebook Live thing, but... I don't understand. I don't understand. But some things are not meant for me to understand. So I'll just go on. Um, <laughs> it's time for the calendar events. Brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center. And one... Stop it. Just stop it. All right. And you have an... Would you like me to go first or can you collect yourself you, to do You yours? go first. You go first. Okay. All right. <laughs> the National Wild Turkey Federation, uh, August the 25th at the Edgefield Wild Turkey Center is having a NWTF mentor training class. You know, if you want to, if you want to be a mentor, if you want to know how to take your neighbor down the road or, you know, the kid next door with you and stuff like that, this is where you need to go. Uh, participants are people ages 18 and older, kind of a learn-to-hunt clinic. Um, you can go to the NWTF website, nwtf.org backslash events, punch in South Carolina for the state. And right now, currently, it is the first one, no, second one, I'm sorry, second one popping up on August the 25th, 2019. Mentors, we, we all need to think about ways we can involve people who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to go hunting or fishing or camping for that matter, hiking. It's, it, mentoring can be to, to most anything. It doesn't just apply to hunting. But um, that's just one of the one of the things you can get involved with. National Wild Turkey Federation has got a list of things. Uh, 3D Archery Fun Day coming up. Sportsman's Evening Out. Adult Mentor Dove Shoot coming up. A lot of things. So if you're interested in getting involved, National Wild Turkey Federation website's a good place to go. And now that you've collected yourself, would you like to share have, with us what you've got? I would love to. Okay. So I don't think we covered this last time this no. clinic came around, but um, this is the Hurricanes Archery second archery clinic for the new season. It's on Saturday, August 24th at Eastside Worship Center. Um, Check-in is at 945. Clinic starts at 10 o'clock. And then pickup is at 1 o'clock. Um, the cost is $40. If you want to get in touch with them, that is hurricanesarchery at gmail.com. And this clinic is really, really beneficial to, even if they don't want to join the team, this is good to get them involved, whether they feel interested in archery. You you will learn range safety, eye dominance, 11 steps of archery, introduction to Genesis bow and safety, proper technique of shooting, and shooting at 10 meters. You'll need to bring closed toe shoes, hair tie for long hair, they ask that you don't wear any jewelry, anything that will get in the way. And then they will be able to pick up a bow and shoot um, for a couple rounds. It's just basics, nothing too hard, but it's a very, very good clinic. I will be there. I will be helping out. You've helped you helped the last person this summer. I did. We had a really good turnout. So if you're interested in that, that's hurricanesarchery at gmail.com if you want to get involved. What kind of kids show up for this thing? All kinds. Anywhere from, I think it's fourth, is it fifth grade? Fourth I'm not grade. Sure. I think it's fourth grade. Um, anywhere from fourth grade to twelfth grade, they can be there. And some of these kids are naturals. They are. We had a, um, a young man that came in and he got better groupings than some of our vets have. <laughs> and I, I, I stood there on the line behind him and I just, I told him what to do, how to pick up his bow, how to knock the arrow. And he shot the first arrow. I just kind of stepped back and I just watched. <laughs> and when he got done shooting, I said, 
Go rack your bow. I don't, I don't like you right now. Go rack <laughs> no, your bow. No, you're a good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Am I though? Am I? I think some people just have it. You've had it. Yeah. When you started, you, you've had it. Except all my groupings were straight in the bottom white. Well, some of them missed. The what target. can you say? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you learned. I mean, you, I did. you came a long I did way. Learn. Kind of sad this year. You're not going to shoot archery. I will not be able to shoot archery between my back and this whatever is going to come out with this Shimano job. So there are new More things here on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yep, there are new things coming for me, but I'm always going to be back in the gym, whether I'll be helping or just visiting. But it's it's a little sad. <laughs> Uh, it was sad at the, the final banquet here, the end of the year banquet. But you know, and, and the reason it's sad is, is you, you grew up so much over the last five years and Archer was a huge part of it. It was. It really was. I mean, you, uh, there for a year or so, you were wondering, am I just a weirdo? Because I like doing things outdoors and I like going hunting and I like fishing and, and all, and, and, with archery, when you walked in that room, there were probably as many girls as there were boys. Mm-hmm. And that's true to this day. The archery team for the Hurricanes, and you see it across the spectrum. When we go to, to, to regionals, to, to state, to nationals, to worlds. There's just as many girls in there shooting as there are guys. And, and I tell you, when we first started, I can remember some of those early scores. The guys seemed to be better, but no more. I mean, there are girls that are just absolutely whacking oh the goodness, tin ring. Yes. It's insane. Well, Anna Kluge? McKenna Kluge. McKenna Kluge. I mean, how old is she? She is going, I think she's going in the ninth grade. And she placed what? She was 11th in, in the world. world. 11th in world, folks. And we're talking the difference between 11th and 50th is five or six arrows. It's it's so it's a, It's a... It's a mistake of inches. They're what wrong. age range was that? I think it's fourth. Wow. Yeah. And be that high in rankings. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how she keeps all of her trophies. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, because she, uh, she from, from regionals to state to nationals to world, she placed. she's everywhere. She placed. <laughs> so, but it is, it is one of those programs where it's just, it doesn't matter who you are. If you have the ability to focus remember mechanics, enjoy it. Cause y'all, it, it was much social as it was archery. It was. And, uh, so yeah, so Colleen and, um, Patrick, Patrick Pusateri, their sons, Cole, Callan have, uh, and Mr. Bergeron have really over the years have built a, a very special place. And you can ask any of those archers in that room and they'll say, this is one of the, this is the highlight of my week is practice. Mm-hmm. And it's not all fun. You, the physical workout was a lot. You, yeah. <laughs> you really have to have that drive to stay fit and know that it's going to pay off. I mean, it may kill you. <laughs> yeah, it won't kill you. You didn't but. know. But, yeah, for 30 minutes, you have workouts. Yep, you do. And it, But it felt good. It felt, yeah. after you're done, you're like, whew, I did yeah. that. Yeah, so just a great, just a, if, if you, and it, you know, we we being homeschooled, that's why we're hurricanes. You don't have to be homeschooled to participate. But there are so many teams out there to be involved with. There are elementary school teams around the state, middle school teams, high school teams. Practically at, in every school district, there are more than one program at more than one school. And you can find one near you. And I promise you, it is uh, 
it is very rewarding as a parent to watch your kids mature over simple things of wearing clothes to choose every practice, learning the whistles that tell you when to rack your bow, when you can shoot, when you go retrieve. And it's safety, too. You, you learn that safety is important. And it's safety. <laughs> the earlier you learn safety, the better off you are. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so anyway, didn't mean to go off on that rabbit trail. But, yeah, the archery program has meant a lot to us. Uh, it's kind of it is it is a little sad leaving it. They've all have already asked her to come back and help when she can. And we'll just we'll just see where this weird goes, because this it could be some exciting things for you. And, and, and seriously, archery has given you a great foundation to work from. It has. It really has. A platform. All right. Uh, Open Bass Tournament, the fourth annual fundraiser, a place for us ministries international is going to take place Saturday, August the 24th at Drear Island State Park, Lake Murray, South Carolina. Uh, safe light until two o'clock. First place is guaranteed fifteen hundred dollars. It is uh, Superior Roofing is putting up a big bass bonus of five hundred dollars. And um, if you need more information about this, <laughs> gosh, cut it off again. You go to www.aplaceforus.com, and uh, the cutoff is Tuesday, August twentieth. So if you're interested in getting out on Murray, and I understand right now the cane piles on Murray are really in play. A lot of school and bass around those cane piles. Joey Sabaga is, is fishing a tournament today, and uh, he said he'd give me a report. Obviously, he's not off the water yet, but uh, the cane piles on Murray are, are where it's at right now. Uh, the NWTF Palmetto Shooting Complex in Edgefield is having a clay shoot and an archery shoot, uh, benefiting Iron Man Outdoors. And it's going to be August the 24th, which is next Saturday. Event details, registration, and all that. You can find more information at ironmanoutdoors.org. Again, a clay shoot and an archery shoot. Goodness gracious, the archery shoot is 21 stations. Whew, that's a lot of archery. Uh, August 24th. Hope you'll take advantage of the few opportunities we've told you about. There are always so much more to get involved in. Just a matter of really just getting on the computer and getting the mouse going. The world of the outdoors is that close. And then it's just a matter of getting in your car and going. All right. Hang on through the break. Speaking of outdoors, we're going to talk uh, about the Hurricanes Marksmanship Program. We'll come back. So, anyway, hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. Wow, that sounds weird. I like doing that. Elvis has left the building. I'm gone. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, so last segment we touched a little bit about the Hurricanes Archery Program. Now we're going to touch a little bit on Hurricanes Marksmanship. So on the phone with us today we have Vic Sider, his son Jacob, and Miss Alexandria Presley, who... Mr. Sider is the coach for Marksmanship, and his son and Alex are both on the team. And Alex is a young lady. Alex is a young lady. <laughs> Alexandria. Alexandria. <laughs> thank you all for being on Woods and Water South Carolina. Yes, thank you Great so to much. Be here. Oh, boy. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So, Mr. Sider, please take a second to just talk about yourself. How, how did you get involved with Marksmanship in the first place? 
Well, our family loves to shoot. We just love going in the backyard and plinking around a little bit, and we've done that for years, ever since um, Jacob was probably about six years old. And um, we enjoyed that a lot. We were talking about competition, and with Hurricanes Archery, four years ago he joined the archery team, and um, we just asked one day, hey, the Hurricanes interested in starting a marksmanship program. And um, Mike Worley said, sure, that'd be great. So we kept talking, and then um, they asked me if I would be interested in heading that up, and uh, the rest is history. This, we're going into our third year, and we've added shotgun to the rifle, and we've added pistol, and um, we're just having a great time. Looking forward to the season starting here in September. That's great. So what was the foundation and purpose for this for this team? Well, just like any of the um, Hurricanes teams, there's a, a lot of friendships that are built. Um, people enjoy working together f- toward a common goal. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. And then it builds a lot of um, character. Uh, there's responsibility. We're constantly making sure everybody's safe. Um, it's just a lot of fun to do. That's great. Does does discipline of marksmanship, does that help in daily life? Do you see it in your athletes? Do you see the discipline that they have? Yeah, a- absolutely. We we um, monitor each other. Um, you know, we're we're having fun and we're um, we're shooting at targets, but there's also a, a bit of safety that's um, we need to pay close attention to, and we ask every individual to take that responsibility and make sure that everybody on the team is safe. Um, so yeah, sure, that carries on into life. We can just help each other out, encourage each other, remind each other when we're uh, maybe straying away from what we know we should be doing. So yeah, that carries over for sure. Let me uh, let me ask the kids here, Alexandria, and, and uh, you go first. What do you like most about the program? Shooting. <laughs> I enjoy the shooting part of it. Um, I enjoy the friendships that I've made. Of, uh, yeah, just meeting, my, just seeing my friends and having fun and shooting. I really enjoy that part of it. So you could just get a kick out of pulling the trigger, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, in have in in the matter the time you've been in the program, have you done all of it—the shotgun, the rifle, and the pistol? Um, I have not done the shotgun yet, but I have done the rifle and pistol. But I will be doing the shotgun uh, next season, so, yeah. All right. And the young Mr. Sider, what would you say? Uh, Yes, sir. I would say I've done everything. And, um, (laughs) you know, what's great about it is, you know, you're having fun, but also, you know, like he said, I've been shooting forever, but just recently is the first time I've been able to actually compete. And, man, it's fun to win, but – uh. Even if you don't do so well, you still got to shoot and uh, fun all around. <laughs> Good. I'd like to see young people picking up a gun and knowing how to shoot. So yes, tell, me, tell me a little about a little bit about. I'm going to give this. I'm just going to throw this out. Anybody can answer. Give us a little bit about the safety rules. Like Jacob, you know, for archery, since we've been on the team for a while, we have specific safety rules. Give me some rules that y'all have for this team. Well, Jacob, why don't you take one, and Alexander, you chime up with another. All right. Hey, that sounds good. Okay, always, most important, always keep it pointed in a safe direction. So the end of the gun, that always needs to be either downrange or somewhere where we have verified 
a range officer has said is safe. So especially for shotgun, that could be that you're shouldering the gun because, you know, when you're shooting sporting clays or something like that, you're not always able to point it downrange because you'll be waiting. So um, you will either have to shoulder it or put it on the rack, you know, something like that. Sure. Yeah, um, the other tool, the other two really important rules are uh, always keep your gun on safety until you're ready to shoot, and then always keep your gun unloaded uh, until you're ready to shoot. And the cool thing about all three of these rules is if you're following one of them, then your gun is safe. So that's the cool thing about them. I would tell you about the time I put a 12-gauge slug through the wall in the house into the back of the refrigerator and out the outside wall, but we'll skip that. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do skip that. I don't want to have to go through that again. Oh, my <laughs> So, Alex, I'll let you go first. What is what does this program mean to you? What have you taken away from it? What it what just what does it mean to you? Um, uh, it, I mean, uh, I love shooting. Uh, it's it's taught me like um, it's taught me like one thing you gotta have when you're shooting is patience and uh, like steadiness and well, like. I don't know. I just I love my friends from it, and I love shooting, so that's what I take away from it. <laughs> and then we get down to the meat of the issue. It's you enjoy shooting, but the friendships are, mean just as more as the activity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jacob. What about you? What well, What I would take away from it, man. There's so many things. I mean, just from being safe. You know, I think that's a big thing with kids my age. We don't really know. You know. The only thing we know about guns is from Call of Duty and stuff like that, which I love. I have no problem with that. But um, it's great to know that skill set, especially in this day and age with kids my age and being able to, you know, have friends that also enjoy that kind of thing. Um, I, I'd say that's the biggest thing for me. That's great. Well, Mr. Sutter, I'm going to go back to you. Where can somebody get involved with this program? Is there a website? Is there just give us basic steps on how to get registered for this? Well, the season starts in September. We're getting ready to send out emails and open registration in September. Uh, it, the season goes September to May. There's a couple of websites that they can go to. Um, we practice at Sharpshooters Indoor Range. We also practice at the Belton Gun Club. Um, there's a couple other places near Greenville uh, that we practice outdoors. Um, but I would say you can contact me by email or take a look at our webpage, which is found at greenvillehurricanes.com. Okay. And if you go to the marksmanship page, that's where you'll find most of the information. Uh, my email is vic at sharpshooters indoor range.com and um, registration will be on greenvillehurricanes.com once registration opens next week. Mr. Sider, you've got got pistols, shotguns, rifles. Those are three almost totally different ways of shooting different targets and all. When somebody goes to the pistol range, what are they shooting at? When they go to the rifle range, what are they shooting at? When you do the shotguns, what are they shooting at? Take us through just a little bit of the differences between the three weapons. Sure. Um, with uh, target shooting using a 22 rimfire rifle, we'll have a bullseye competition, and that is just slow accuracy from any one of several positions, whether it's bench rest, standing, 
kneeling or in the prone position. Um, accuracy is what we're concentrating on. Then we also have action shooting where we will acquire multiple targets that are a little bit larger, and we see how fast we can hit um, on average five targets, steel plates, um, and we just time the, the fastest time wins. You do that multiple times on different courses of fire. Okay. We'll do that with um, the rifle and pistol in 22 rimfire. Okay. With shotgun, we're shooting clays. Um, those are flying through the air, whether it's trap, skeet, or sporting clays. And then uh, with pistol, we have a combination of um, – we, we typically use Glock because we compete in the Glock Sport Shooting Foundation circuit okay. in uh, the southeast region. Okay. So we'll uh, acquire cardboard and steel. Okay. What uh, The two people you deal with, sharpshooters – being the indoor part of it, Belt and Gun Club, willing willing participants in this program with you? Oh, they're so supportive. They're fantastic. They they give us so much. Um, Sharpshooters is a, a huge supporter of um, youth and sports shooting, um, concentrate on saving uh, uh, safety. They've just done everything we've ever asked them uh, whenever we've needed help. Uh, same with Belton. Gun Club, they give us so much. We're looking forward to helping them out at the state IDPA match uh, in October. So um, the kids on the team volunteer and go help them with their matches, and uh, they're supportive of, of us as well. Um, as you can imagine, it's really expensive to buy targets and ammunition sure. and um, enter in all the different matches and things like that. So um, we we appreciate those that have supported us all along the way over these last couple of years. Alexander, you said you'd never done the shotgun before. Have you ever shot a shotgun before in your life? I have not, actually, Ooh. but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, girl, she you're had, missing out. She had, never, she had never shot a pistol before either until recently. Yeah, and how, yeah I and really I, enjoy that. And how is she, Vic? Is she a good student? Okay, she scared me how fast she was. <laughs> Well, you're in for a treat with shotguns and sporting clays. Let me please keep us posted when you smoke your first clay. Yes, and, all right. <laughs> and you will know when you smoke one that you smoked it. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me all about it at school, Alex. I will. <laughs> so, Mr. Sider, are guns provided for this program? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the club has guns for everybody to use, but. Just like in any sport, it's always best to have your own. But if you can't afford that right now, we, we make all of those available in all different types of disciplines, whether it's the pistol, rifle, or shotgun. Who can participate in this program? I know with hurricanes, we're we're all used to the homeschool and, and that sort of thing. But is this program open to pretty much anybody? Yeah, it is. Um, we start in the sixth grade and go through the twelfth grade, but it's not just homeschoolers. It's anybody that's in a school that does not have a marksmanship program. Now, some of the schools will have a JROTC air rifle program, so right. they wouldn't be able to do that if they come from one of the high schools that has that program. But the other sports, uh, the rifle, pistol, shotgun, they typically don't have. A few do, but we just need to verify whether they do or not, and they can join. We, we've actually got uh, we had a great summer of camps. Uh, we held uh, camps every week at Sharpshooters, getting everybody um, certified and, and ready to go for the upcoming season. And uh, we had people coming from four different states 
to those camps. One of those is coming from just north of Atlanta, and they're, uh, they've asked to join the team because they can't find a team down there in the uh, action shooting. That's pretty cool. Well, okay, so you're looking forward to coaching again. Alexandra's looking forward to a shotgun, <laughs> learn how to shoot a shotgun. Uh, anything you all want to say in closing? Yeah, I'm uh I'm excited to see if uh, last year we added shotgun. The SCDNR holds the Governor's Cup in right. Trap, Skeet, and Clays. Right. And uh, we're also involved in an organization called SCTP, um, which is the largest action shooting and shotgun shooting clays uh, for youth in the country. Um, and I'd like to see if they can uphold their, their state title. Uh, the first year shotgun, the JV squad, of three won the the trap championship in South Carolina at Edgefield's uh, National Wild Turkey Foundation uh, Palmetto Shooting Complex. So we're excited about that. Quite an accomplishment for a young team then. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what are you looking forward to this year? Oh, man, I it's been said, sh- shooting, I'm really excited <laughs> for action. That's just, you know, so much fun, trying to go as fast as you can. Uh, getting back with everyone, you know, I haven't seen a lot of those guys in a while, but, uh, yeah, shooting guns, shooting guns, burning some powder and, and, and supporting the American, um, economy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you all so much for, for taking the time out of your day to join us for this interview. I think it went very good. Thank you for all the information, Mr. Sider, and I wish y'all all the best this next season. Yeah, and, and, to add my, and to add my two cents to that, Mr. Sider, it, there's a special places for coaches uh, in most kids' lives, and uh, being one that teaches them so much about safety, independence, and uh, and just the, the comfort to know if you're around a gun or something, how to act, how to handle it, and taking the mystery out of it. So from a, from a dad's standpoint who's – mentored kids and, and taught kids to shoot and watch my own learn how to shoot. Thank you. Thank you from me. Hey, it's my great pleasure. Thank you. And y'all, uh, y'all keep us posted on how your season goes. It'd be nice to come in halfway through the season and get an update. Hey, we'd love to do it. Thank you. Thank you all. And, uh, thanks for joining us on woods and water, South Carolina. All right. Well, there you go. It's not open to just homeschoolers. It's open to everybody. Taylor, are you going to, you planning to, But you don't like my music. Huh? But I you mean, don't I, like my no. music. You're just in here bobbing no, that head. Yeah. I was going to say bobbing that head. You didn't see anything. Everybody loves little Hugh Lewis on the news. Nobody saw anything. I did. No, Nobody saw anything. Shoot, the webcam didn't capture that one. I saw it. <laughs> That's right. I have an independent third-party confirmation. Well. Welcome back to the last day of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Just, you know, if you have a kid, I know sometimes... You know, bow and arrow is probably not that scary. Although there's a story there with my dad putting an arrow through the window of the house in Chester. It, the poor, poor Chester if, house. If you do enough of this stuff, you're going to have these little things. You just they're, they're But they're excellent teachers. I guarantee you never fiddle with a bow and arrow in the house again. And I don't get near the house without checking to make sure a gun's unloaded. You know that, that refrigerator that's in Chester is the one... That's still... That's oh the one. Gracious. It's got a big bow in the back of it. But that, that refrigerator is still living. It absorbed a 12-gauge <laughs> slug at an angle. It just it just creased in across the back. 
Well, that's, that thing is still working. But it still keeps our Cokes and Gatorades cold. That's right. It's amazing how well they made things back then. <laughs> and I think that, I actually think that was a pass me down from my grandparents. I don't even think mom and dad is the original purchaser of that refrigerator. I could be mistaken, but I, I don't think that's, I think that was something we got from grandmother granddaddy. Uh, <laughs> it's, wow. Our washer and dryer went down the other day and we had a serviceman to come out and look at it and he said uh, you can't fix this one buy a new one but i would highly recommend buying the extended warranty thinking why should i pay extra just because the product is so bad that it's going to go bad in so many years i just anyway okay <laughs> my heat's got time. i'm ready for i'm ready for fall oh oh in in three weeks i will be heading to colorado where the temperature in Gunnison was 39 this morning. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Can you just not? Trout fishing. Just stop. Elk. Just stop right right there. Right. Somebody right there not going? <laughs> no, she's not going. You think he would drag me to Colorado? You this think you'd actually do that? This is a bro. Oh, well, he took you to Alaska. Speaking of, one year ago today, where were we in Alaska? I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Friday. Friday? Friday? Denali? Nope. Saturday was Denali. We were traveling Friday. No. Never mind. (laughs) We drove from Montana Creek to just outside the park on Friday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Remember that stretch with the mountains off to one side and all? Yeah. Talk about wanting fall to come. I think I may just hop in Anthony Gagliardi's truck and, you know... (laughs) You're not. Stowaway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. stowaway. All right. Uh, yes, Colorado in three weeks is going to be just absolutely wonderful. I'll be sure to let everybody know how the trout fishing is, how cool the mornings are, how warm the afternoons are, how the elk are doing. Oh, oh, in September. Oh. Oh, oh, what? Oh, the aspen trees ought to be absolute gold. <sighs> okay, what's what's. What are we actually talking about this segment besides you bragging about your trip? I fun. think he's rubbing it in. I am absolutely you, you rubbing think? it in. You're smart. <clears throat> you are really smart. I like you. The uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dove season opens September the 2nd, which is Labor Day. Uh, it's still going to be warm, but there will be thousands of us going to the fields. Um, there is a list. Let's see. September the 2nd through the 7th. It's noon until sunset only. 8th through the October 12th, half hour before sunset, sunrise until sunset, November 16th through November the 30th, and December 28th through January the 30th. Those are the splits in the season. There is a list of WMA dove fields available on the Department of Natural Resources webpage. So if you go to SCDNR, if you go to dnr.sc.gov under hunting, find the little bullet point down there that says doves. And you can find the WNA fields. They're all over. There are fields in, I think there are 17 of them. Or, no, there's more than that. Oh, gosh. I can't count them. Abbeville, Aiken, Berkeley, Charleston, Cherokee, Chester, Chesterfield, Clarendon, Colleton, Florence, Georgetown, Hampton, Lawrence, Lexington, Marlboro, McCormick, Newberry, Oconee, Orangeburg, Pickens, Saluda, Spartanburg, Sumter, Union, York, all have public dove fields. First come, first serve. Some of them you need to check regulations because they do have a youth hunt first day. 
Uh, I think they're limited to 50 shells per hunt. It's afternoons only for the whole season. Uh, no shooting after 6 o'clock during the first segment, which is September 12th, September 7th to October 12th. So um, that is, uh, and, and like I said, there are certain fields that have a, a September 7th adult youth hunt only, or and there's some that have wheel and sportsman hunt only. So check those out uh, on the DNR website and go dove hunting. I can't wait. Me neither. You're not going to be here. N- not opening day. Let's not let's not get into that. <laughs> I'm already regretting my decision. No, no, you're doing a you're doing a good thing. Church retreat, it's a good thing. Got a got a good one here for you. Meat eater. Uh, Steve Rinell is growing his brand, and there are there are more articles hitting my inbox than I can shake a stick at. But there's some pretty good ones. They started something called a fact checker. <laughs> Myths, lies, and old wives' tales, which we've all heard. This one are daddy long legs venomous. venomous. How many of us have heard over our lives that granny long legs are venomous? Paul, you ever heard that? I actually haven't. I thought they were not. Oh, well, I've told Taylor how many times the granny, oh, they're venomous. Their their fangs are just so small you can't, well, that's not, okay, the claim. Granny long legs are the most venomous spider in the world but don't have fangs big enough to break human skin. See, that's what I've always heard. Origin, it's unclear (laughs) where this all started. Um. (laughs) But it's, it's universally accepted, it seems like, because I've got friends who talk about it. Okay, fact. Almost everything about this claim is inaccurate. For starters, granite log legs aren't even spiders. They're categorized as harvest men and belong to the order of something or other. A member of the arachnid class like spiders, scorpions, and mites. The primary difference between spiders and harvest men is harvest men only have a single pair of eyes rather than eight, and they don't have the ability to spin silk or weave webs. Why, you never see a granite long leg on a web. Think about it. Uh, they do have sizable fangs, similar to those of a brown recluse, but their purpose isn't stabbing and injecting. Harvest men use their fangs to grasp and chew food that they ambush or scavenge. Uh, their fangs could theoretically puncture skin, which has proven, uh, as far as being venomous, there's no truth to that claim either. They do, however, secrete a foul-smelling, bad-tasting concoction of chemicals when attacked. Potential predators find this unappetizing, but it's not harmful, poisonous, or venomous. So there's no reason to fear doing any long legs. Let them crawl all over you. They will not kill you. <laughs> they might tickle you. No, they don't even tickle. They don't even tickle. Um, <laughs> good information there. Thank you, Steve Ranella. Clearing that up. Now I can't scare kids with granny log leg stories. Ha. Ha. Taylor, thank you for being here. Of course. Until next week, make time to get out there, take the back roads when you can, and don't forget the camera. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina next Saturday. I'm from Carolina in my mind. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.